0: You're listening to the Big Finish Podcast, launched on the 7th of July, 2019.
1: Come on, keep going, we can make it!
2: The TARDIS isn't far now. This rain actually tastes like strawberries. It isn't rain. What?
1: It isn't rain.
2: Well, I mean, if it isn't rain, well, what is it? Mucus! Me? Mi- you mean snot? Oh, it... mouse! <laughs>
3: Coming up in this podcast, Doctor Who has been with Big Finish for 20 years now. We
0: have a bit of a chat about that. And as part of that celebration, we're bringing you some of the best of our podcast interviews from over the years. This week, it's Billy Piper.
3: Then, from one towering female talent to another, we rejoin Flip's World, where actor Lisa Greenwood, better known to you as Flip Jackson, the sixth Doctor's companion, tells us about a Big Finish release she's been enjoying.
0: And then we whack a whopping 25% discount right between your ear things as we oh. randomly select a big finish release for you to enjoy.
3: Finally, just when you thought it was all over, we tease you with the first 15 minutes of the further adventures of Lucy Miller, featuring Sheridan Smith with 8th Dr. Paul McGann.
0: Nick and Benji. He's Nick, I'm Benji. Big Finish Productions, yes. Bada Boom! Great audiobooks and audio drama. Doctor Who, Doctor Who, Doctor Who! And lots of other brilliant <laughs>
3: things. You name them, Nick. Come on, name them or else. Name them. The Q, Nick and Benji. Someone, someone at Big Finish Day the other week said to me, is it you who says Q, Nick and Benji? And I just turned to him and went,
1: Kill
3: Nick and and he was strangely thrilled i don't think i've ever thrilled anyone by just holding my nose and talking in a That's silly a voice other things it, loads really? of other things just go and have a look you just press the audiobooks tab at bigfinish.com and you can see all the stuff i'm going to do that now actually i'm just going to do that going to say, i'm and glad there, i'm glad you're going to I'm elaborate pressing.
0: otherwise i would have been very lazy i'll just then, go and yeah. look it up yourself i <laughs> have
3: things to do so, if you just hover over the thing that says audiobooks, you suddenly see it. there's loads of Doctor Who stuff and the worlds of Doctor Who. Then there's Torchwood and Blake Seven and Bernie Summerfield, uh, The Avengers, Dark Shadows, Adam Adamant Lives, which is a brand new thing we're going to be doing, released in January 2020. Callan, the classic spy thriller series, Captain Scarlet and the Mysterons, J- Jerry Anderson, Super Marionation, fantastic stuff there. Some, uh, some, uh, um, the, the original, uh, records from the 1960s and also some um, uh, augmented audio books of, I thought this was going to be quick, uh, audio books of... Uh some novels, spin-off novels from the 60s as well uh, Charlotte Pollard, uh, The Confessions of Dorian Gray Dan Dare, Earth Search Graceless, R.S. Wildtime, Luther Arkwright The Mervyn Stone Mysteries, The Omega Factor Pathfinder Legends, The Prisoner, The Scarifiers*, Sherlock Holmes, Star Cops, Star Trek Survivors, Terrorhawks and Vienna, there you go that's, that's all I'm saying, alphabetical order <laughs> as well I like it well, this
0: week, of course, we're celebrating 20 years of Doctor Who: at Big Finish. We're continuing, con- we're continuing the celebration. Continually, uh, whatever yes. that means. And in doing so, it means talking uh, a lot. It means talking <gasps> and yeah, going on and on and on. Um, and in doing so, we're going to talk about writers, unsung writers. heroes. Discuss.
3: Are the writers unsung heroes, or do we sing about them? The writers. I
0: think, you know, the writers... I always think writers are, are sort
3: of mystical,
0: mag- magnificent creatures. They're all thoroughly interesting. And I find that when you talk to a writer, you can tell that they're a writer, because um, their thoughts are very... They're a bit shabby, them. is that what we are going to say? A bit shabby, you know, they've got bad shoes. No, um... <laughs> they 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 have a unique perspective on the world, and they say things that make you think. I always find that when I talk to a writer. So yeah, I think so. I think there's there's a certain magic
3: when it comes to writers, and they should be but rewarded. Are they unsung? I mean, are, their names are on the on the front cover, aren't they?
0: Yeah. I okay. mean, yeah. I think it's a aren't team they? team effort, but certainly writers should should, take a yeah, huge I think... amount of uh, credit for creating the ideas and those worlds and those characters
3: i think doctor who fans are very into writers i would say the unsung heroes of big Finish are uh, the directors yeah you know that uh, because uh, because i would say i would hazard a guess that most fans don't really know what directors do whereas they know what a writer does because they've all had a crack at writing stuff and, you know, and it's it's obvious that they've created it. I mean, you're absolutely right. It's the bedrock, really, isn't it? I mean, you can't do an audio drama without a darn good writer. Have you got any particular favourites? I mean, obviously, guys and girls, all listening, men and women, I should say, all listening. You know, we love you all, but we're just going to indulge ourselves in some, some favourites here. What favourites have you got? I mean, certainly... From my experience of, of
0: people I've worked with, you know, I, I worked a lot with um, uh, John Dorney, Matt Fitton, Roland Moore, Andrew Smith. Um, I think I've worked I've worked on one of your stories before, Nick. Um, yeah. And so of course, oh that's right, yes, the the um, Vord one. And um, Jane Slavin as well. Absolutely love her stuff for Survivors. You know, it's it's an interesting thing when you when you work on on the scripts is that you can sometimes you can tell who's writing it without seeing their name which I find really interesting you can just tell with that that sort of little sort of uh yeah little input there really it's it's you know yeah Um, I'm
3: apologies for the uh wailing siren in the background here I don't know whether it's the writing police
0: well another one as well. Paul Morris as well absolutely love Paul Morris's work um he's got great great ability to create some really fun characters so many—they're all brilliant, aren't they? Really. But I think you know, going back to to what we were saying, I, I think I think mm. ev- everybody, I think a big finish audio is a bit like a puzzle. You know, there are so many different elements, and everybody should be kind of praised for for everything because the cast are fantastic, the writers fantastic, directors, uh, sound designers, musicians. There's so many different aspects that if you take one away, it it would fall apart. I think because it's it's what makes these audios so special is, is just all these aspects.
3: Yeah, no, I think you're right. Um, I'd like to name a few writers just for sort of uh, different and and special reasons. Uh, I've mentioned before many times, I think uh, 1.79 million times, um, that uh, Eddie Robson was yeah. a very important writer for me coming in as executive producer and I was dealing with a lot of scripts and having to read a lot of stuff. And, um, and Eddie, and, and it was late at night and I hadn't read Eddie's scripts for um, Human Resources. I thought, I must do this, but I'm so tired. You know, I'm never gonna get through this, but I'll, I'll give it a go and, you know, and finish it off tomorrow morning. It was late at night. And so I sat in bed and I started reading Human Resources. And two hours later, or however long it took to read it, I was riveted. It woke me up. It was so good. Um, so I'll always thank Eddie for that. Plus the fact that Eddie has a fantastic sort of sensibility about the modern world. He's A lot of his um, stories involve a sort of present day setting. And you really do feel you're in the real world the way he does it. You know, the dialogue and the little background details and little idiosyncratic details. So that's good. Um, Johnny Morris is... Uh, Always reliably uh, imaginative with a sort of little cheeky sense of humour in there, a, very, a little wry, askance look at reality and a comment upon something. Um, we've been very lucky with Matt Fitton and John Dorney, who've not only been brilliant and imaginative and able to sort of, particularly Matt Fitton, sort of plunder the ancient history of Doctor Who and find interesting. Uh, angles on that, uh, but also both of them, and, and John Dorney, with a lot of really raw emotional reality in what he writes in his Doctor Who stories. I mean, you know, he he won uh, an award for Absent Friends, didn't he? He did. Which yes. Was, uh, you know, that's what it was called, wasn't it? Yes. Which yes. Which is a fantastic Eighth Doctor story, just a real tearjerker, really, but also very uplifting. Um, they are also. They're also quite fast, which is what what makes them favored by (laughs) David Richardson, apart from the fact that he loves their work. I mean, because David likes things to be done and uh, they've taken on a lot of responsibility at Big Finish and we're very, very lucky to have them. We're lucky to have all the writers we have. Of course, I worked for many, many years and hope to continue working in other capacities with Alan Barnes, who had been appointed script editor of the Doctor Who main monthly range before I became exec producer. And there was, I think, uh, a worry in both our minds and certainly a doubt in Gary Russell's mind as to whether Alan and I would get on and work well together. And rather marvelously, we, we did. Um, you know, we, we have, I think, um, not we have different skills. And so we were able to help each other in different ways, you know. But I love what Alan does. Alan does very, there's a very... What Alan does is always go on about the TARDIS doors. <laughs> <laughs> he always has a reference to whether the doors are being opened or shut. I've I said this to him uh, recently and he hadn't realized it but there's always a bit where the doctor... if they're in the TARDIS there is a reference to the door switch or when... The, he's very precise about when people come in and out and whether the doors are open or shut. That's a very important. trivial, it's that. important, that's eh? important, that's his major contribution, uh, i just quickly throw in Guy Adams and why not, he's done Adam Adamant Lives, and he's one of those writers who uh, came on board and each of his early scripts, and, and it keeps happening though, but you know he just developed by leaps and bounds each time he wrote a script, you know what I mean, he learnt more and more. And Big Finish, a lot of the time, is uh, we, we obviously work with people and try to help people. But we do love it when people self-help and work things out for themselves. And and I think that with a bit of input from us and just paying attention really, Guy Adams in particular has been one of the fastest uh, learners and, and has sort of surpassed all expectations. To the point where we just—I always just breathe a huge sigh of relief if guys writing something. I love Andrew Smith straight mm. down the line. He's great, isn't he? Adventure yeah. stuff, really good. Um, he's one of those yeah, people.
0: The- he's, hes fascinating to talk to, and um, I love—I loved it when I first met him and we were talking uh, about survivors and about his work for survivors and he just gets it and he gets it in a way and he has he has a wealth of knowledge about him anyway but I loved yes. I love the way you know he, he got that world and how dangerous everything is and we had this great discussion about you know a broken leg now is nothing you go to a hospital come out same day with a with a cast on broken leg in survivors that's it you know you brown bread you, you yeah you, you then there's not a lot you can do really and he got that and I remember I, I took something when I came away and thought yeah he's this is in such safe hands because he knows it so I'm a great fan of his work
3: listen there's just so many people I could have mentioned and and I I'm really sorry if you're listening and thinking but what
0: about me Rob, Rob know, Shimon Chimes videos, Chimes at Midnight uh, just another one. Yes, Sorry. Rob
3: Sherman. All right, Rob. Carry on, Just got to, what, up, up. what have the Romans ever done for us? Well, uh, uh, Rob Sherman. Rob well, Sherman. Yes. Shearman. All right. But apart from Rob Sherman and, and Matt Fitz and John Tawney, um, uh, but you know, can't can't not mention James Goss. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, just a sort of um, unfathomable and slightly frightening reservoir of ideas that are always going to. Uh, catch you on the hop wrong foot you you know he he does uh i'm always all, all good writers for big finish do this to a certain extent but uh, i i love and actors and directors i love it when people do stuff that i find unfathomable not that I, I mean i don't understand what they've created but i don't i can't see how they've done it i can't see the joins i can't see the technique and I can, with a lot of things, because of the experience I've had. Not, you know, I'm not saying that I have any kind of, any any form of remarkable intelligence. That's for sure not true. But, uh, it, you know, and and I very much feel that with James. We're very, very different people. And his take on the world and on characters and everything is 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 like nothing I would ever come up with. And I find that incredibly, tantalizing and uh sometimes confusing sometimes slightly off-putting but then he wins me round with the sheer brilliance of it so i think yeah
0: he's got a great b- a sense bit. of humor in his work as well his yeah. the comedy and his that's know, his true characters. his tweets really make me laugh yeah, as well he's brilliant um, he's brilliant yeah,
3: he's brilliant so we're very very lucky to have all of you there you are that was our discussion of unsung heroes writers question mark discuss we did and there you have it um the benefit of our rather dubious wisdom Uh, but now time for us to give you one of the very best. It's Billy Piper returning as Rose Tyler back in 2017 on the Big Finish podcast feverishly interviewed by me.
4: I'm Billy Piper and I play Rose Tyler.
3: Those are great words to hear.
4: I mean when I played Rose Tyler my life was so different I was so different as a person that everything about you is different your face is different obviously because you're younger but there's you know your your voice is different even you know I feel like my voice has dropped since then I was so I was I was thinking I have to sort of pitch it up Um, it's just little things like that that make you realize the passage of time
3: (laughs) can you believe we have people playing Parts that you know that when they were in their twenties, and they're now in their seventies.
4: I know it's quite emotional. That yeah, I can never believe when I'm at the conventions that kids who are coming to get an autograph have the name Rose, um, because they've been watching it pretty much all part of it since they were born and been name named after my character, and they're there and they're like ten or something, and you're like, oh my god, crazy. (laughs) I know.
3: Uh, back in the day, um, what about the uh, when you were doing the TV series, the camaraderie? What do you remember that with David and?
4: Yeah, there was loads of that. I mean, there was so much scope for joking and laughter, and and also there was. I mean, there was such a technical beast that show um, that it sent you slightly mad, you know, and. Um, um, so, uh,
3: it's this... television on an industrial stage it really it?
4: is that's exactly what it is and um, there's so many things that can go wrong and so frequently do um, that allow for great laughter and enormous frustration
3: and what about Russell T Davies
4: uh, what about him <laughs>
3: <laughs> what can one say
4: uh, what, one can say that there's no one like him I don't think um, I personally feel like uh, he is the heart of, and soul of, um, you know, its renaissance. And I'm not, in, I personally don't know if it's been, had that, um, that sort of spirit since. If, um, but maybe it's just what appeals to me It's a matter of taste. I think that um, he's just so wonderfully unique as a writer, but also as a man. I've never met anyone like him since, and certainly when it comes to production, it's like there's no-one nicer or smarter or more... I mean, he is the Doctor, basically. Yes.
3: <laughs> I used to love the way he came on set, and, you know, everyone everyone got a kiss on a hug didn't they? Every single person in the crew. I just never
4: met anyone like him like that, like, especially in his position. He was just so... So wonderful, him and Julie and Phil—they were just such a dream team. I haven't really met anyone like that since.
3: And now some uh, slightly frivolous questions. Mm-hmm. Um, this is an attempt to make it all about me, obviously. Yeah. Um, when did when did you first meet me? Do you remember that?
4: I feel like it's when um, we were working with Joe, the director. Joe, is that right?
3: Yeah, Joe Hearn. Yeah,
4: yeah. Uh, and we were. What was the episode called? I can't remember.
3: Funnily enough, Dalek. Was <laughs> <laughs> it called that? It was.
4: <laughs> it's a terrible title.
3: <laughs> well, it was to the point.
4: Then, <laughs> uh, when we made Dalek.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Um, it's, you and Chris were late to the read-through because you'd been doing reshoots. Really? And were, yeah, and you dashed in.
4: I felt and, like we were dashing all the time. Yeah. I didn't feel like I ever just sort of moseyed on over to anything. It was always like, get in the car, we've got something else to do now. Which was kind of part of the excitement.
3: Okay, and, uh, another frivolous question that we ask everyone, which may not be relevant to you, but it's what, what's tingling your molecules about Big Finish at the moment?
4: Well, I bet it's got... That our version of the show has an afterlife... And that—that's going to make those fans so happy. Hopefully,
3: (laughs) it's made me happy. Well,
4: it's all people talk about at conventions. To me, are you doing it? So, how many people do listen to it?
3: A a few thousand. Yeah,
4: it's got to be more than that. No, it's yeah.
3: It's uh, it depends on the release. They they vary quite drastically, you know. But uh, you know, it can be sort of two or three thousand. I feel like at
4: least ten thousand people have asked me if I'm doing it. In America, does yeah. it need to be easier to get hold of?
3: Well, uh, it's now av- they're available as downloads, so it should be easy for them.
4: It needs more promotion.
3: Okay, are you going to do that? for I'll it? do
4: it the minute we live.
3: <laughs> Good, thank you. Uh, what's what's tingling your molecules generally in entertainments? Anything you're into—television or oh, a film God. or a book um, or music? It's
4: anything? It's so awful, but like the thing, uh, you know, I'm looking for things that appeal to me in relation to my kids. And we've just started on Big Heads. Have you seen
3: that? No. It's an assault
4: course. It's like Takeshi's Castle, but they're all wearing massive sort of um, heads, like Spitting Image. (laughs) It's so ridiculous. It is so funny. And it's one of those things that we can just sit down and watch together. It's great.
3: What? Where can you watch it? ITV. ITV,
4: okay. (laughs) On a Sunday night
3: okay and uh, one final thing yeah. um, do you I'll give you an example of mine but do you have a sort of uh, entertainment guilty pleasure like for example I actually like the film Chalet Girls have you ever seen that with Felicity Jones and Bill Nye? it's that's a girls a, movie and I
4: it's a teenage girls terrible movie yeah <laughs>
3: That's not. I, I love it. I, every time it's on, I find myself watching it. So, have you got anything like that that you're <sighs> Nothing sort of, as bad no, as that. No, obviously, not that. <laughs> obviously, you have more taste. <laughs> um,
4: oh, God. Something need...
3: you like, but you really think you shouldn't like.
4: Kardashians. Okay. You know, I feel awful, like in, inhumane, talking about the Kardashians because everyone's so repulsed by them. I mean, I find them quite entertaining.
3: Um, the brilliant thing about me being the age I am, I don't even know what you're talking about.
4: It's Great. <laughs> Cause, well, if you like Chalet Girl, you'll love that.
3: Will I? Yeah. <laughs> Have you actually seen Chalet Girl?
4: I've seen bits of it.
3: See, don't judge it until you've sat down through <laughs> it. Can't believe it. Um, should we get a little bit with you and David together very quickly? Hmm. I'll just go and nab him. David, can I quickly nab you to just do a little bit with Billy? Oh, sure. Uh, so there you are, uh, David and Billy. Yes. What's it like being back together, working together?
4: Well, it feels so like we've never really stopped. No, it's unsettling how comfortable it feels.
1: <laughs> yeah, certainly doesn't feel like a decade uh, since uh, <laughs> we did these parts, which apparently
3: it is, according to the calendar.
4: It is a decade.
3: What kind of fun has it been?
4: What do you mean? <laughs> yeah.
3: That was me trying not to ask. Has it been fun?
4: <laughs> fun, what kind? What kind? Green. And what today, or just just in all, our of it. Life?
3: all of it? All of it. No. no. I... Well, either. But the Define the fun in your life. All of it.
4: I would say that I have more fun with Doctor Who now than I did at the time because, mm-hmm. um. Because I've had children, so I know what it means to people. Ah, oh, interesting. Uh, and yeah. and also, um, I can be more relaxed about it now because, first of all, I'm not in it and um, it doesn't dominate as much of my life as it did before. Therefore, I can really go l- think about it really fondly without any, oh God, am I going to talk about that again at this wedding? <laughs> 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 it's a different thing now. And, and, um, I just enjoy everything on reflection. Mm.
1: Yes, Doctor Who, it's one of those things that when you've been involved in it, it, it never goes away.
4: Mm.
1: But it... It gets less. When it's not quite not the, the... the 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 The, the
0: sole focus of everything that's going on in your life, you can... I know what you mean. You can sort of enjoy it more. You can take time to sort of think, this is a fun thing to be associated with. Yeah. To come here and do these
1: stories and...
4: and what it means to people. You yeah. can't really feel that when you're in it you because you're just in it. And certainly I couldn't understand what it meant to the kids until I had kids. So that's it. Yeah, that's that
1: <laughs> it. That was, that was <laughs> that. I'm just gonna agree with everything Billy says. <laughs> which I've found to
0: be a good a good <laughs> tactic in life. And if you type Rose Tyler into the Big Finish search engine, you'll get some jolly interesting results. Including really? the including Doctor Who in German. Uh, yeah. but that's another story, Try my it. friends. <laughs>
3: Uh, Let's see what actor Lisa Greenwood has been up to. Uh, She joined Big Finish in 2011 to play The Sixth Doctor's Cockney companion Flip Philippa Jackson and she's become a firm favourite with everyone who's met her and listened to her. Enter Flip's world, if you dare. It's Lisa Greenwood.
5: Hi guys. How are you? You can't tell me how you are, are you? Because it's radio and I can't hear what you're saying. I hope that you're well. you have to let me know. Email Big Finish.
3: Yeah. <laughs> In, insert answer here.
5: Yeah. Tell so, me exactly how you are. Email Big Finish every single day. Because I'm sure Nicholas will love that. Every single morning at nine o'clock, email Nick's uh, email address. His email address is... Nicola- <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> I bet you can guess my email address. You can email me at podcast at bigfinish.com. That's for sure. There we go. But yeah, it wouldn't take much imagination to guess my Big Finish address. So what are you going to do for us today?
5: Well, should I talk about my first Big Finish that I listened to? So I actually was uh, given access to the Big Finish database and there's hundreds of audios on there. And I was asked to pick a few to talk about and um, I decided the best place to start was with John Berriman and Russell Tavy, and it's called An Enchanted Evening. Oh my yeah, this enchanted it was lovely. It was um it was the one I was talking about earlier if you listened to the teaser trailer. There was some really naughty bits in there. It's kind of PG rated. Should I tell you one of my favourite lines?
1: Yeah
5: yeah. So John Berriman goes, I noticed the bulge in the trouser pocket, which is gonna be good news either way. And I was thinking what That is very naughty. I hope no one's listening to that on the tube through my earphones. But it was good fun. It was, I would say, it's very tongue-in-cheek. Loved John Barrowman's voice. It's so cinematic and it's so energetic and in your face. And that's kind of what keeps me captivated. So I just listened to it the whole way through. And I was kind of left wanting more. So it's definitely something that I would continue to listen to.
3: So it was a Torchwood No, it
5: was John Barrowman's story. It was called Enchanted Evening. It wasn't Torchwood. It was just him and Russell Tovey. Was
3: it from the lives of Captain Jack? Yes. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions.
0: Jack? Jack, can you hear me? Please?
3: The lives of Captain Jack.
2: Well, hello, soldier. Are you all settled in?
3: Life is about choices. Who gets to live? Who gets to die? Sometimes you can't save everyone. And you can't let the past haunt you.
0: Who we love, who we hate.
3: What are you?
0: Some kind of superhero What? with superhuman strength? Play your cards right, Alonzo, and you'll find out later.
1: Our choices shape the future of the universe.
0: You're caught up in something here, something big. And you need to watch your back. Once long ago on the planet Earth, a remarkable woman was about to make a very important decision
3: big finish we love stories
5: actually i'll just have the omelette watching my figure does come with chips doesn't it
3: so we've just discovered it came out in uh, june. june 2017
5: so it's quite it's quite a while ago isn't it but it's well worth a listen um there were some really great bits in it and there was a there was a standout performance in there and it was the character Mother Nothing. And basically, it's this, this alien who just likes to eat everything, absolutely everything. And I felt like she was getting a bit of a bad rep, but she's just hungry. And I'm pretty much like that on a Sunday. Like, I want to eat everything. <laughs> so I don't see what the big problem is with the alien who was called. Cool. Let me have a look. What was she called? I did write it down
3: Mother Nothing. Mother Nothing, Yeah. yeah. You saw and look who played I them. know,
5: I didn't know this, but I researched it after and Katie Manning played Mother Nothing. So she is the, the assistant that played the alien. Wow. But it was such a great performance. It was really funny. There were some really great lines from her. Um, Can you do an oh, impersonation yeah.
3: of her? Uh, her alien.
5: Yeah, there was one line that I really liked and she was like, do you want me to fry them? Like, I just thought that's amazing. I'd like fry them. That's fantastic. Like she could do me a fry up any day. I loved it.
3: So who wrote this? Oh, it was James Goss, of James course. James
5: Goss. Yeah, do I don't. Know, do I don't know? think we've. I don't know. Have we met? Have we not? I don't think James has wrote any for me, but I'd probably get a slap on the wrist. Maybe he has. I don't think he's
3: written for you. Is
5: he? Yeah, but it was. It was so. It was so fun, and I just loved the interaction between. Um, John Barrowman and Russell Tovey. Russell Tovey's just got this very sweet, delicate performance, and it was just so nice to have a bit of a romantic connection between those two. I thought it was really sweet and a bit naughty, and I kind of enjoyed that.
3: Well, Russell was playing a character called Midshipman Alonzo Frey, yes. who appeared in a Doctor Who special with yeah. Kylie Minogue.
5: No way! Yeah. That I've yes seen. It was way. a Christmas special, right? yes yeah I vaguely remember that David Tennant was it or not yes it was look at my Doctor Who knowledge guys aren't you good I am on fire um, yeah it was fantastic I recommend that one it's a fun tongue in cheek he's got um, John Barrowman's got such a gripping voice and that's what I like in audios so I like something who's going to completely grip me it's it's so American and loud and boisterous and I, I think that's great
3: um at the screening of that Doctor Who episode, I, to go there, I bought a purple velvet suit.
5: Wow, have I seen that? You wear a lot of velvet. You do. I've seen you. Uh, I've seen you on the night out with a bit of velvet on. You love the velvet. <laughs> why do you like velvet so much? What does it do to you, Nick? <laughs>
3: well, what uh, do you like velvet?
5: I don't mind it. You obviously like it more than me. I want to know why.
3: I've only got two, I'm blushing terribly, Um, uh, I'm blushing very well. I've got two velvet jackets Yeah. and one of them has a suit attached. And the frustrating thing for me was I'd gone and bought it from Paul Smith. Posh. I had had money then, I haven't now, I've got a family now, there's no money left. And I went into Paul Smith and they they don't take you seriously in there, especially if you look like an urchin like me.
5: (laughs) Okay.
3: And I said, uh, I don't know whether you've ever done this in a posh clothes shop I said, a purchase will occur
5: I've never done that in my life I don't know anyone that's ever done that in their life A purchase will occur That's quite threatening Like a purchase will occur, what is that?
3: Well, it means I'm not just browsing yeah. I'm, I, you know, It was two days before the event Okay. And, and I wanted this for the event
5: A velvet suit, what year was this?
3: I don't know what year it would have been. When did, um, what year did that, it was called Voyage of the Damned, wasn't it? Let's have a look. Voyage, I can't, can't type with one (laughs) finger, I'm I'm a touch type, it's Voyage of the Damned. Doctor Who. 1976? (laughs)
5: How old are you? What
3: <laughs> well, of face course, cream do you use? I was alive in 1976. <laughs> I'm going to have to put Doctor Who Voyage of the Damned because Voyage of the Damned is also a movie from 1976. I think it's a, like a, a bunch of people who are heading back to Nazi Germany or something awful like that. Oh, God. And there we are. 2000.
5: 2007. And it was a TV show, was it for the TV?
3: Yeah,
5: yeah. Oh, lovely. Well, I so think that, if anyone can pull off a velvet jacket, Nick, it's you. One hundred percent.
3: Thanks.
5: And you still got it? Yeah,
3: yeah. So still, I feel like you're. Fits. I
5: feel like you need to put a picture up of this jacket, you in it, and show the world what it looks like.
3: Okay. Frustrating like, thing is that mm. people kept saying to me, "Great jacket," because it's very crowded there. Yeah. Great. And I kept saying, "It's a suit." Oh, you had the velvet pants as well. Uh, yes. Pants.
5: You had, you had velvet trousers velvet. and. Yeah. Well, did you have velvet pants too? <laughs> did you have the trousers, the jacket, and the pants? I mean, I'd go all out if I was going velvet. Uh, no, I,
3: I had some new shoes that weren't velvet.
5: Wow. I wish I would have seen this. You'll have to wear it again.
3: What would you have worn to the uh, screening of uh, Voyage of the Damned with Alonzo Frame?
5: Ooh, Alonzo Frame. What would I wear? Maybe I would have gone a bit... Um, I would have gone themed to the episode.
3: Uh-huh. Yeah. So you would have worn that maid's outfit that Kylie <laughs> was wearing
5: there. I would have totally done that. That's not too. That's not too shabby. Oh my God! There's a weeping angel. I would have gone as an angel. That's
3: not a weeping angel. What's that then? It's um. I don't know what it is. What did they call them?
5: They look a bit like a oh, weeping no, I'm angel. No, on
3: the wrong side. Let's have a look at the uh, Wikipedia. What were they called? Hosts.
5: Oh, a host. Yeah. Maybe I'd have gone as a host.
3: Painted gold. Gold
5: face. Yeah, got the wings. I like to make an entrance. That could have been quite interesting. We could have gone together. You and my, you in your velvet suit, me and my gold face.
3: <laughs> there were lots of famous people there, none of which I can remember. Really? Now. Yeah. Was, was Kylie Minogue there? I'm pretty certain not.
5: Oh no. Do
3: you know? I don't even think David Tennant was there.
5: Oh. But they're busy being fabulous, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, she's like princess of pop, and he's what would you say he is?
3: Right, then he was Doctor Who. He was Doctor, he was Doctor who. Flipping Who. There you
5: go. He can't come to his own party.
3: OK, well, look, our time is up.
5: Oh.
3: But we'll be back next time, won't
5: okay. we? OK. Lovely to speak to you, Nick.
3: Thanks, Lisa.
0: <laughs>
3: and there'll be more from Flip's World next week in this here podcast. Time now to give you 25% off... A randomly selected, big Finish production. Cue the Randomoid Selectatron. Doctor Who
0: Theatre of War. Theatre of War. Justin Richards uh, story there with Sylvester McCoy, Sophie Aldred and Lisa Bauman.
3: I just typed in theatre if war. (laughs) Theatre of War. Theatre of War. It's a novel adaptation. That's what it is. Yeah. A great adaptation of a fan favourite revealing more with each listen. Buried treasure indeed. From Martin Ruddock said that in Doctor Who magazine. Good old Martin Thoroughly Ruddock. Thoroughly nice man We love a bit of Martin great Ruddock. Great guy I have mean, a We love the whole with. of Martin Ruddock, yeah. Let's hear the trailer. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Doctor Who, Theatre of War. Welcome to Menaxis. Or as close as you'll get, away from the real thing.
0: This is amazing! You expect us to believe... Wait, it's you!
1: As usual, my reputation proceeds. Professor Summerfield, but how... Kilmanach! Four statues that look exactly like the four of us.
0: Intriguing, isn't it? That definitely shouldn't happen. Weapon systems locking on. They're firing.
4: Get us moving, now! We have to save the machine! A trick!
0: A whipperian trick! Get me away from here! Guards!
5: Oh, how do I get into these situations? Strap in, Benny, strap in! Now,
0: Doctor! Take the machine and go! Now! While you still can!
3: is silence big finish we love stories yes so written by the lovely Justin Richards uh, a man uh, with whom I've had many meetings over the years we used to meet to to plot all sorts of Dalek related things not many of them came to fruition but we yeah it was Pizza good company
0: fun. of the Daleks yeah never
3: happened that one I don't know why no I don't know why. goldfish of the Daleks (laughs) Um, anyway uh, to get that all important 25% discount just go to bigfinish.com and find the little news story that goes with this podcast and there there my dear friends you will find a little link to click and when you click it all you have to do is enter the top secret code word BUCK UP all capitals no spaces no no complications no nothing just letters and that's it and why benji this is going to be traditional now please explain why the code word is buck up well it's one of our famous
0: catchphrases from famous. the dawn of time itself uh, a couple of years ago we started saying it i think we were talking about uh, so i think we were sort of putting ourselves down because we got something wrong which is which does happen a lot and thus yeah. uh, it was buck up briggs um, I, I distinctly remember as well You were saying that you had a teacher That, that told you to buck up once so Oh did I So maybe it was to do with that But
3: anyway Yeah we certainly said It's the sort of thing teachers used to say
0: Buck up But anyway it's caught on And we say it an awful lot You can even get it on a t-shirt If you're so fancy
3: So buck yeah. up How do you find how to get that t-shirt At Big Finish Do we know uh,
0: Well this is the question Is it not uh, yeah. Let me have a it on the website
3: yeah, well, I have no idea. I have no idea. Uh, nothing works. <laughs> I don't rightly really know. I don't know.
0: Maybe if you type in Buck Up. Buck Up. Let's try nope, it doesn't work. No. It lets you to the podcast, though. Big Finish T-Shirt. Uh, if you type into Big Finish, if you type Big Finish T-Shirt. Oh, no, yeah. If you type in Big Finish T-Shirt um, on, in Google, it comes up. Or you, can go oh, to sh- or you can go to shop.spreadshirt.co.uk
3: forward slash big finish. Oh, well, there you go. Thanks for that, Benji. That was actually useful information. You know what, though? What it's time though? to go. Is it? Yeah.
0: Oh, is that exactly. oh, the bus must be due. Right, okay, then. In the that case, then, out. yeah, the seagulls are out going shopping. Well, in that case, then, um, <laughs> oh, cheerio.
3: Cheerio. Oh, but while we're away, why not thrill yourselves in a very special way with the first 15 minutes of our epic return of Sheridan Smith in the further adventures of Lucy Miller, the Dalek trap?
2: Hello? Christine? I suppose it must be working. There's a little red light thing. Dear Diary, I don't know if I'll keep this up, but I'll give it a go. I <laughs> don't think I've ever kept a diary before. Maybe I have, but I just forgot. And anyway, road up. This is me, Lucy Miller, recording me. <laughs> Speaking into something that looks like, um... Well, a bit like an old cassette tape. You remember those? <laughs> Why am I asking? Don't even know who's listening. <laughs> Maybe it's me Auntie Pat. Hello, Auntie Pat, if it's you. <laughs> you remember cassettes, don't you? Anyway, I just felt, you know... I just felt that I'm at the beginning of something. Well, something worth recording. This is like nothing that's ever happened to me before. I got sort of kidnapped by these people called Time Lords, apparently. They put me with this bloke called The Doctor. He dresses like a bit of a poser, but, you know, he's not that bad. In fact, he's dead with fun. Anyway, yeah, again. Uh why do I keep saying anyway? Anyway... <clears throat> um, so, uh, oh, so this is really difficult to explain, but he's got a box called the TARDIS, and it can travel anywhere in the universe at any time. <laughs> I know crackers, isn't it? And and we just defeated a load of Cybermen, sort of like robot people things. And I think I probably could have gone back to my old life if I'd wanted to. But I thought, well, I thought, stuff that for a game of monkeys. <laughs>
0: at the Cantari supernova. Excellent! Hold position. Commence testing of the weapon immediately. I obey.
1: Emergency! Another space-time craft has been detected in this vicinity. Identify craft immediately.
0: Time Lord craft, a TARDIS! Further information scans confirm it is the Doctor's TARDIS! The Doctor cannot be allowed to interfere! Prepare to annihilate the TARDIS! Emergency! The Doctor's TARDIS is launching an object into the supernova!
3: Identify object! What is happening? Report immediately! Object expelled from TARDIS has entered the supernova! Supernova is collapsing
0: into a black hole! Gravitational shift! Activate space-time
3: drive! We must escape the gravitational pull of the black hole! Space-time drive non-operational! We are unable to counteract black
1: hole gravity! No reverse thrust! I
0: We are being
1: dragged into the black hole. Strides it. we will pass Event Horizon 8. In- Lucy Miller?
2: Has everyone got five heads?
1: At least. Makes a great gossip.
2: (laughs) Come on! Keep going! We can make it! The TARDIS isn't far now. This rain actually tastes like
1: strawberries. It isn't rain. What? It isn't rain.
2: I mean, if it isn't rain, then what is it? Mucus! Me You mean snot? Oh, it
1: Keep concentrating. OK, OK.
2: I'm concentrating. I'm concentrating. What am I meant to be concentrating about?
3: Anything you like.
2: What if I stop, you know, like by accident?
3: Well, every atom within a billion mile radius will vaporise.
2: Oh, no pressure then. What's that mean?
3: I forgot to turn it on. <coughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> OK, right, right, right. You want me to concentrate now, yeah? Yes, please. <coughs> Blimey, you know, you're going to be the death of me.
1: Just dark sky and rock. Can't even see my feet unless my helmet lights are pointing right at them. The tracker isn't registering anything. It's just a feeling I can sense something. Oh! Oh! Whoa! Gotcha! Gotcha! I'm sorry. Thanks. Oh, be careful, Jake. We've survived this long avoiding the things that live in this hellhole, trying to rip our guts out. Don't let's get killed just by falling over and smashing our visors. Okay? Okay. Yeah. Sorry, Raz. Listen. Something on the tracker. You're right. Hell, you're right. Let's just... That way. It's that way. Come on. Watch your footing. Okay. Okay. Hang on. I think I can see something. Yes. Yeah. I see it! I see it! Wow! It's a spaceship! Pretty advanced design. Let's hope it's in better shape than our ship. So, uh, what do we do? Do? Yeah, I mean, we have no idea who might be in there. I mean, maybe they... No, well... Let's just think this through, shall we, Jake? We've been stuck in this place for longer than both of us can remember, with no hope of getting out, right? Yeah, right. I don't know about you, but sometimes I wake up and wonder whether I've just been dead this whole time. And we're imagining all this. The crash, the darkness, the... the oh, I don't know, the mind-numbing boredom and... And loneliness Okay. Nothing to lose I get it Nothing to lose Nothing to lose Let's go Yeah, let's go <sighs> Definitely fully barred Oh, this is amazing. This could be our ticket out of here.
0: I'm going to transmit on all frequencies. Yeah?
1: Do it. This is Chickaliska. And Raz Callisto. And Raz Callisto of the bio-ship Stembard. We are directly outside your ship. Do you read us? Over. Look. We think you crashed here just like us. We don't know where we are. Or how long we've been here.
0: Yeah, or how long we've been here. Or how we got here, or how to get out. Your ship looks in much better shape than ours. Can you help us? Do you hear me?
1: Well, that looks like an invitation to go inside to me. What do you think? I think we just struck lucky. Quick, quick, quick! Oh blimey! (sighs) That's it. Doors locked. They can't get to us now.
2: Oh, cracky moly! They weren't messing about, were they?
1: Nope. Messing about is one thing the pirates of Helicas don't do when they suspect you of trying to steal their treasure.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You're not kidding. But we weren't trying to steal their treasure, were we?
1: Well, I was going to hand it in to the appropriate authorities. So I'm not technically stealing. <laughs> What's so funny?
2: <laughs> oh, I don't know. You did just all this. All this running around and escaping and stuff. It's just...
1: Just, just what?
2: Well, you know, Dead brilliant feels like my life as a temp is a million gazillion years ago now.
1: probably is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, then, Lucy Miller, where to now? Ooh, um How's about...
2: <laughs> How's
1: about what? Potluck. Woohoo!
2: <gasps> Woohoo! Badaboom!
1: the stars that will guide you back onward Look to the moon that will shine you the way Set that course sunrise and sail across the ocean You will return to your homeland someday uh,
2: What's that? It's nice.
1: Um, <laughs> uh, uh, not sure. I must have picked it up along the way at some point. In the river the rocks on the islands Throw a white net round the fish of the bay Below you sail through the storms and the lightning Till you return to your homeland someday
2: Oh, <laughs> That was lovely. What, what what what? What was that? Oh,
1: distress call, I think.
0: You've been listening to a Big Finish production, so don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. By all that's planetary.